Despite the Government, brought to you by Tam and Buega. This podcast is a window for African entrepreneurs and innovators within Africa and all across the globe to discuss ideas towards advancing the cause of a new, vibrant Africa. Find and subscribe to Despite the Government wherever you get your podcast. This is Despite the Government podcast. Enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Despite the Government podcast. On this episode, we are talking to an amazing Nigerian artist that I find very interesting. Uh, we're going to be talking his music and on the flip side, music business, because I found his page pretty interesting. I think he has an edge over every other artist that I come across because he actually takes time to educate other artists about the business of music and how to make the best of it. So I'm happy to talk about a wide range of topics about his music and the music space in Nigeria in general. Please welcome Inat to DTG Podcast. Welcome, bro. Thank you very much. Thank you for the platform. Um, Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about my art with your audience. And I'm always very grateful when I have a, should I call it free opportunity? There's not many free things in media. So thank you too for your time. So let's get started. Um, I got to know you just by Instagram scrolling. Uh, I'm a fan of Odumoju Black. Now that I try to reconnect to it, I see that maybe uh, we may have come across, we, we may have connected through mutuals. But I found one of your videos where you were talking about Cynthia's music business and things like that. And I, and I followed you from there. So um, let's just get a background and an introduction to you. Uh, while I was trying to research your music, I found out a playlist on YouTube uh, songs with Psycho YP, songs with uh, Royal uh, and um, Odumodu. So a lot mm. of collaborations have been going on. Give us a background to you, to you, your name, your real name, what city you're from, and how did you find music? Um, my name is Ogenetega Owagbedia Akwaevu. I'm an Urobo boy from Delta State, southern part of Nigeria. I studied electrical engineering at uh, Madonna University for five years i graduated 2017 so i've been doing music officially since 2019 i I started music before 2019 but not professionally or not officially but by 2019 i had my official um, first release out so since then i've gone on to have um, two projects one collaboration project with my producer and um, I have a couple of videos out, and so far so good. Um, I think uh, I'm at a stage in my in my music career now where I'm about to play the mainstream game. Cause um, if yeah. you go through my page, like you said, I've done a lot of underground work. So it is that point in my career where next level I am delving into the yes the mainstream of music, not just doing music for fun now. So, yeah, that's it. Just a, a brief rundown of yeah. what has been going on for me in my music for the past uh, couple of years. Three or four years. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Thank you for that background. So this podcast is called Despite the Government. What we try to do is tell the Nigerian story through the individual. 
each one of us has our stories where we have to deal with the Nigerian situation growing up and all of that. So I'd like to hear your Nigerian story. How did you come up? What are those things that make you Nigerian on the positive side? And some things that you will throw back and you look at, like my story could have taken a different turn if it wasn't for so, so and so, if it wasn't for the situation in my state. But how was your childhood growing up before you came up like this? One thing I like to say about um, about the South is we have we have a lot of big dreamers in the South, from the southern part of Nigeria. But that environment is not really the environment to dream in so we we have a lot of a lot of artists creatives we have a lot of them leave home almost every time because where i'm from there are certain things that you don't have access to first of all as an artist right where i'm from when you see an artist in lagos you can see they are well-rounded they they are socializing they're networking, they're doing the important things. But yeah. um, when you come to the South, it's more like they are based on the music. They just want to sing. They just, they don't know the business of music. So it is very limiting the environment that I grew up in. It is very limiting for the career path that I chose because creativity is not fostered there, should I say. So growing up, um, I really just had the internet, really. The internet and a dream is is what kept me going, is what kept me um, mu- inclined to, to say, oh, I want to do music. Um, I want to try and make a career out of this music. And school, first of all, yeah, school is like the most important thing to a Nigerian parent, regardless of what you are good at regardless of what you excel in school is just you know that top factor for every nigerian parent and i feel like this affects the level or the height of creativity that a creative can reach if you go if you look at um some other places in the world you see young children they start they start nursing their creativity from a very tender young age but here we're focused on other things that will not in the long run add to what we are trying to achieve so that's one of the factors that really stunted my growth creatively i was too focused on because at the end of the day now as i'm speaking to you i don't use my um, what they call it my certificate you know the kind of country we're in anyway so as i'm speaking to you i don't use my my certificate and i feel like if dreamers are encouraged more I would, the time I used to focus on school and put my efforts in and all that, I would have used it, that five years, to experience this new five years that I'm now experiencing now. This should have happened, you know, five years earlier if I wasn't in school, if I was focused on what I want to achieve in my career as a person instead of stressing over school and blah, 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 that I'm not going to use. And at the end of the day, five years is gone. So um, you begin to see that there's no, there's no safe space for dreamers, should I say. Because what you are dreaming of is not assured or it is not, uh, it's not feasible at the time, they, they tend not to pay attention to it. Yeah, you, yeah the, 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 the stereotype of 
um you're going to be yeah. useless in life if you don't go to school mm. i don't know if that's that's something that you ever experienced or that's, for some reason we know the story yeah uh, <laughs> you know so i would say the way nigeria affected me coming up to where i am now being in nigeria actually stunted my progress because i feel like the things that i'm doing now i should have done five years ago mm. if not so, that so, i had to engage in you know other you know activities like school and um really really um it's an ideology problem really really it's an ideology problem in nigeria and i feel that's one of the things that affected me the most to be honest uh, there's a lot of other factors oh. get, don't get me wrong there's a lot of other factors but I choose to pick this one out because it seems like a good thing to go to school and have, you know, a certificate, be sure that you have something. But in the long run, what has it added to this career path that I've chosen? And don't get me wrong, I don't think education is wrong. Education is necessary. Like the music business I'm doing now, I obviously need education for it, but there are extents to which, you know, this creativity should be explored and i feel like this our new generation are going to we're going to take it in a in a very very different direction where i feel kids of this next generation will explore creativity better than what we could ever dream of because they will yes. have the safe space for it they will have the environment the resources for all of that so yeah, yeah. that's that's really what uh, i will pick on to say has touched me as a nigerian trying to be a creative i i absolutely feel you um so so this story is a little can you hear me yeah i can hear you yeah this story is popular personal story um, i'm going to share another one that's trending right now by one dr lumide emmanuel my story okay. is that i studied physics electronics in school while i was in school mm-hmm. i loved yoruba language and everything media so from there, I found my way to Yoruba section of radio and mm. 200 level to the end of my school time, four years, I was doing the job. Today, that's how I feed seven, eight years after school because I'm now on radio. So, and 200, 300, my parents told me, you must leave radio and focus on physics. I can't teach you physics. I cannot <laughs> join two wires. Not like I can't, but it's just it doesn't tickle my fancy. It's not it doesn't flow. Yeah. So today if I if I handle the microphone for 10 minutes, I can do a Yoruba set and all of that. So it's about the skill set. The education mm-hmm. you were talking about, it's I totally agree. I, I mentioned Dr. Olumide Emmanuel. There's a video training now where he talks about don't go to school because you're under pressure by society. Go to school because you have found that at age 10, 11, 12, you love to make hair go to school mm. to enhance that just for two years and then find a skill that connects to that and just multiply where, where you are. So I think we should do applied education now. Educate yourself. Yes, exactly, you exactly. Yes. So this is, I think we, we desperately need it for the next generation because a lot of us have, have wasted time. A lot of time Yes, a lot of time. A lot of time has been wasted. A lot of time. So God helping us, God helping the next generation. But again, to track back to the question that led, led us here, is it the Nigerian problem or our parents or stereotype in society? What do you think, briefly? Yeah, we can say it is a stereotypical problem. And 
To be honest, I will say it is from Nigeria. It spans from Nigeria because, first of all, you know there's this ideology about being called Mama Doctor, Papa Doctor. Exactly. Because yes. of that singular thing, a parent can force a child to study medicine. That's what they've been doing, Mama Lawyer. Mama Lawyer, Mama this. So that sentiment, that ideology. Whenever they, are, whenever they are doing a burial, they will write it in the in the biography of the man. He has for one two doctors, one lawyer, one mm. in the army, and all of that. That's how we define you know, our society. You know, so I feel like those kind of things they exist in Nigeria. That's why me, I would like to call it that is a Nigerian problem because it's, it's it's our ideology, it's our ideology that these things come from. That oh, um, no, be me, you go disgrace. You know, you no know, one go school for this house. No, no, you will not disgrace me. You must go to school. How am I disgracing you? Going to school <laughs> does not automatically make me successful, you know. And not going does not automatically make me not successful in life. Hmm. But you hear them say things like, oh, no, be me, you go disgrace. They are even bothered about what other people would think than yeah. the education or anything itself. It's a you understand? Place. So I feel like this ideology, eh, it, it is it is Nigerian mentality. You know how you know how Nigerians now we 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 know how to should I say work under pressure or we know how to adapt. Nigerians know how to adapt under pressure very quickly. And because of that, now you see some things that that go wrong in the country, and they and they just overlook it, overlook it. Why? Because they know that our mentality is to overcome and keep going forward. That's crazy. So man. once you have that kind of mentality instilled, it's going to take the grace of God, you know, to to liberate people from that that kind of um, way of life, or should I call it? Because no. um, I just feel like. Is a product of our environment, basically. Is a product of our environment, to be honest, because it's really what this next man is seeing and the next man is that the next man is doing that he's taking from and saying, Oh, okay, this might be the right way to do it. Because I saw a saying somewhere, it says people will usually do what they feel other people think is right. That's what they will naturally do. So this idea of oh, school is this school is that school is that and even when you go to school and you end up maybe struggling or or you the things are not working out the way they should they don't even think for one second that oh maybe because this person invested time into something that they, they don't relate with or this person invested mm -hmm. time in the wrong you know they do you understand they never think about it that way but that's that's a very very fundamental problem it's a very very fundamental problem and as much as it is stereotypical and i would like i still like to call it the nigerian problem because bro we as a people we have there are certain behaviors that cling to us and i don't know we can't just escape it to be honest yeah, we definitely have changed that i see that there's a new wave of education and all that so things are changing <laughs> People can see now that music can pay you and feed you on a regular yes. basis. Yes, yes. I've seen that you can be a graphic designer and make it. You can be a musician and sell out stadiums and, and all that. Do you understand? A so lot. Things are, mindset is changing. Yes, which is very important. Let's, yeah, let, let's talk about you now. Um, uh, your voice 
is unique. I must say that you at in every generation you would find people with those kind of voices. I I, I was listening to the songs by Rao and is it is it Mustardine and Odumodu and yourself? Okay, uh, Muffin, was, Muffin. That was a role um Muffin Odumodu. Yeah, yes. myself. I, I, of course, Odumodu. I will come back to the fact that you smoked all of you on the song, but that's by the way. <laughs> <laughs> your 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 voice is unique. It it immediately reminds me of this song by um DJ Mustard and Roddy Rich. So I think you have mm. this this very very flexible. It can go yes. all the way up pitch, uh, and that I get that Roddy Rich vibe when I listen to you. And I think of course with the hard work you're you're, you're putting in, you're going to go very far. But how did you find your voice? How did you find music? How young were you when you knew that I need to start, you know, working towards this this talent? I have this talent. I want to make something out of this. The first time I picked interest in music was um, um, at the time. Yeah, at that time I was I was still in Delta States. I'm in Lagos right now. I was still in Delta States and. The the biggest um, artist from Delta then was Eriga and Young Six. They were the two most popping acts from Delta State as a then. And Young Six dropped a mixtape called Green Lights Green. And that mixtape was basically like um, the beginning point of my career because that was um, the body of work that I listened to that made me confident in myself and I decided to try to make music. And eventually, when I did, I realized, oh, I could make music. And this mixtape came out somewhere around 2016. I can't remember exactly. No, 2016 is too early. I think it should be it should be before that. But when Green Light Green dropped, that mixtape was when I decided to do music. And um, back then, I would carry a Bluetooth speaker. I would play beats and I would record myself. Um, with another phone. That was how I, I was recording myself and trying to brush up my skills and all that. But I didn't, like I told you, I didn't start music officially till 2019. But the the influence of my voice comes from J Horse. You know J Horse, yes? Yes, the UK boy. The, yes, the uh, UK uh, boy. So if you listen to my catalog properly, you see that my music has an infusion of uk sounds it has yeah, if you dive deep into my catalog you hear my delivery has this patois kind of feel on most of the songs and that um that's uh, what they call that soundscape comes from yeah. me listening to a lot of uk artists grime um rappers mostly like j-horse mostak and um I do, I now blend this, um, this patois type delivery, I blend it with Afrobeat, something like what you will hear from Bonaboy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that, that, that was how I coined my sound, from listening to a lot of UK rappers. That yeah. was how I began to now shape my sound, because initially I was a pure hip-hop uh, artist, then I became an alternative hip hop artist, and then I became an Afrofusion artist. So I learned these things in steps, and 
till I found that identity, I just kept on experimenting and updating genres along the way. Because as far as my last, not my last release, the one before this release, my EPK still said alternative rapper, but my EPK update now is going to carry Afrofusion because now I have now blended the sound and I'm now comfortable with it and I can now flex it anyhow I want. Master it and you can, yes. you can claim that's it, that this is my, this is my piece. Yes, yes. So I can now have an identity. Yo. I can have a unique um, soundscape to myself. So yes, that is that is where that is basically where my sound comes from. My my sound comes from um UK music, really. UK rap. If you listen to a lot of UK rap, you understand um the sound that that Inat gives. Like if you listen to Bonner Boy on this last J Hoss song that dropped, um yeah. masculine. If you listen to him on masculine, if you listen to Bonner Boy on um even Big Seven as well. Yeah. You know, whenever you hear Bonner Boy leaning towards his hip-hop side, that's the kind yeah. of music you hear from me. Yeah. Actually, yeah. That's basically what my soundscape is. I feel you. I feel you. That's a lot of uh, collage of genres and influences. Um, mm. Throwback to Eriga and Young Thieves, by the way. I think it just, it just shows how generations change. Young Thieves mm. is no longer outside per se. Eriga is still doing some a lot of stuff, but not like when he mm. was really outside. So yeah. there's an a new generation of acts right now, and the sound is changing, is blending. You see Fireboy collaborating with you know rock type mm. um, EDM artists. You see yeah. Adikuli blending EDM into his Afro Afro fusion. Yes, Afro- his Afro fusion. Adikuli. His last, um, he's been doing heavy PR on that his live performance, and it was because of him I made a decision that I was going to have multiple versions of my next release because I'm trying to feed different crowds. So I'm trying to take my promotion to different people exactly the way they consume their music. So when I watched Adekunle on one of those performances with that EDM, I decided I was going to do EDM house techno and all that um, i'm trying to look for djs in the uk that i can collab with to get something like that like a house or techno mix for the song so yeah the sound is changing make, very fast what does that make our music ecosystem then what's happening globally i mean let's now dive into the music business which i believe you you have some grounding in um what's popping generally now as an independent artist without getting signed to a record label you really can make some moves for yourselves and decide where your future is headed until someone finds you what yes, definitely when, when did you start to look at like you said you said it's no longer music for hobby like boys in delta do if you're in lagos this is business when mm. you started digging what what were you finding because afro beats moving to afro pop and now we're talking afro fusion and then there is the resurgence of hip-hop from 1980s back into Afrobeat, you see what Bernard is doing with the samples. Mm. So, what's happening globally in the music space and from the Nigerian perspective? Um, right now, in the music in the music space, right now, what is popping basically is Afrobeats to the world. That's really that's really really what's happening now. Although 
Amapiano has a major role to play in all of that, but <laughs> as as people, the people who have it, Amapiano and Afrobeats are different genres. So yes, the 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 opportunities that are coming now, because when when people say Afrobeats to the world, they only think about the artists and the artists making money. Yeah, there's that part, but. Based on what is popping now, Afrobeats to the world, we need a lot of people to rise up in the Afrobeats industry. We need podcasters. We need um, YouTubers. We need different people to, to uh, um, um, what they call it now, to document and to keep this, uh, this uh, what they call it, to keep this Afrobeats to the world. They need to keep it rolling. They need to keep it going because... Ecosystem too. Yes, we need to find because people think it's all about artists, and it is not all about artists. In fact, the artists are even helpless without an ecosystem. Do you understand? So we need yeah. to we need to the 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 the, the, the Afro the Afro to the world thing now. Nigerians and Africa as a whole need to come out and claim their moment. They need to come out and claim what is theirs. Because if we don't have these uh, music executives or these people in these places, you know what happens? Those people from um, the Western world, they'll come and they'll come and be doing these jobs for us. And it's no longer your culture anymore because somebody else is now having influence in our culture. So I feel like we need people in different departments, different areas, people behind the scenes. We need more. We need way more of them. We need to forget about the artists because the popping thing Afrobeats to the world now, if we as Nigerians and we as Africans, if we don't do stuff to claim it, like we can you can go, you can go online now and look for information. And it's only what has been fed there that you will find and you will run with. If we as Nigerians and Africans don't feed the media, if we don't feed this Afrobeats to the world movement with the right resources and right tools, our culture and our music is going to leave our hands and be in the hands of other people. Because now Afrobeats is the hottest investment. You can see rappers like Tusi trying to drop an Afrobeat track. You can see Deco Lambas on an Afrobeat song. So we really need to we really need to come together as a community as an ecosystem and you know claim this moment because like you said what's popping in the music industry now bro afrobeats to the world is what's popping right now amazing stuff um so so i'll track back to the question as a young artist let's talk about music as an empowerment uh like mm -hmm. i said you can really grow out afrobeats is moving and mm -hmm. i will recommend that but we also recognize that hip hop, Afro hip hop, alternative hip hop on the edges are really thriving too. Look at Odumodu and the Abuja boys. We mm. are seeing some elevation. So Nigeria is out there, whatever is coming out of here, as long as he has the original Nigerian feeling. And I, and I think that's how some of our best artists sell the culture out there. So mm -hmm. how do, let's use you now as our connection in art and 10,000 other Nigerian young artists who want to come up without support. With your 10,000 naira, mm. 100k, how do you start a career in music and just register your music online, upload your music, and you, you can start to create something? Is that 
has music really been an empowerment for a lot of young people from your perspective definitely music you see like odumodu's story that we all watched yeah odumodu will tell you he said in an interview he said he was asking magneto bro what should i do i need help i need to move blah 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 and magneto told him do you have a phone he said yes do you have instagram he said yes he said that's all you need your phone and your instagram open your phone every morning look at your phone and tell them that's all you need as an artist music has given me opportunities that i don't think anything or anybody has, it has put me in rooms where i never fathomed that i would ever walk into so music as an empowerment tool for indie artists is a very important and it is a very is a very very how how do i put it i'll it's use odumodu's black story as, as an example again it's a very very full circle moment when the fruit of your labor comes comes to pass like when when you begin to enjoy the fruit of your labor it's a very very full circle moment very mentally not just about oh yeah you're, you're living better but mentally in your mind something that you've worked so hard for to achieve on your own and a lot of people think that oh as an indie artist um, um the world is against you uh, fine there's a lot to do i won't lie there's much to do but if you believe in the music you are making and you believe that this music can take you somewhere i believe that it will take you somewhere because all you need to do is just back it with work it doesn't have to be hard work back it with work back it with consistency as a music artist an independent music artist in nigeria you can release music online you can put out music without subscribing to these dsp um, these distribution distribution platforms you can share percentage with them you can always come to an agreement that's the thing about this music this industry you see is all about agreements most at times it's not really about how much you have most at times it is really about agreement between one or two persons so i tell I, i'll tell um, um independent artists music is a very very big empowerment to you as a creative music is a very very big tool i got my music on um a, a tv series on youtube and they paid me for that they paid me to use my song in that series they used three of my songs in that series and that just came from me and my team looking for opportunities and mailing people and eventually finding a music director for a movie project and then that was how my music became part of that um that um, tv show i didn't have any label put me there i didn't have any label standing for me i didn't have anybody be do any special thing for me it was just me my music and my email and that was it music will take you to places that because now that's that's um, tv series on youtube it has millions and millions and millions of views and everybody that watches that is obviously hearing my song whenever they watch that episode so there are plenty ways that you can strategize and position yourself as an indie artist to make music work for you or to make uh, uh, music and empowerment to yourself there's a, there are a lot of ways to make money from music that don't require oh it must be streaming i have a video out about that you, it doesn't have to be streaming money all the time music will give you 
way better things, way better opportunities. The shows that people go for, that's just one stream of income for music. There are multiple streams of income for music. They can use your music in an ad as well, an official ad on TV. They can use your music for different... They can put your music in FIFA, the games that we play. I found a Bong Jaya through FIFA or with a song that he dropped in 2019. I didn't even know Obunjaya was a massive artist like that. These are feats that some blown artists don't have. How many blown artists do I, do I hear on FIFA when I play FIFA? Very few of them, not plenty of people have that. But if you sit down and do the work that you're supposed to do, you begin to find out that music is way more than just, um, I'm singing sweet music, they are hearing it, they are dancing. No. Music is a lot more. Music is a very, very big empowerment tool. I'll repeat myself. Because the things that you can achieve just doing music alone, hmm. it, it is boundless. Believe me, it is, it is boundless. Music is just, it's just yeah. multiple agreements yeah. everywhere. You can make it happen. You don't need any space. You see the phone that you have? You can shoot content on your phone. When I was coming up, I always watch YouTube videos to see how to maneuver some stuff. I watched a girl shoot a whole music video with an iPhone 6 in her bedroom. I watched that on YouTube. And those are the type of things that you need. Those are the type of mindsets that you need as an independent music artist without help. That's the kind of mindset that you need. You need to be able to achieve what you want to achieve with whatever is around you, whatever is is available to you stop thinking about the ones that you cannot get stop thinking about oh i never get clothes now i never shoot this one mm -mm. wear black wear singlet go outside play ball make it be like say i was playing ball and i shot the content use your singlets that you have to shoot the content find a way to make things happen because at the end of the day it's not really about how did you do it how did you is it's, it's about did you do it yes he did it and that's all that matters it doesn't matter, oh, where did you where did you shoot the video? Oh, the background is not nice. Oh, this one is not mm -hmm. nice. You have to use what is available to you to try and get where you want to be. And that's all it takes, really, as an independent music artist. Without help, music is still a very big empowerment tool. And I'm very sure of that because I've lived it. I've experienced it. And oh. I know for mm -hmm. sure that music is a very, very big empowerment tool. To young men like myself solid stuff i think at some point you should add speaker public speaker to your bio so you can speak as engagements <laughs> you know music definitely something that i'll be looking at in the nearest future yeah like i mentioned i found you first as a speaker before i discovered oh you're actually an artist mm. so i thought you were just a music um entrepreneur who advises or who speaks on music and then because that, that was the video i saw on ig and to find out that you also do music so that that's really amazing let's now move to the other side and i think there are many interesting things on both sides independence and label mm. so on the other side you see what native is doing with the mm. has seen the indie side now he's on the other side you see what davido is doing with the global deals mm. Whiskey will ask a you know that it gets bigger on the other side. Definitely. What's happening on that side? Um, from where you are, you know, um uh, are they helping to the ecosystem generally? You know, a label like Maven would have seven or eight or ten now. Mm. 
and they still have more in the academy so academy. business is booming moving so so um what's happening on the other side and how lucrative it oh, of course it's bigger than this now you mean on the label side of things yes yes um i don't see i don't see a label as a label per se i see a label as structure i always call don jazzy a structure he is a structure do you understand now the thing that is yeah. missing between an indie artist and a signed artist to a label and the reason why the label's business will continue booming if everything is done the way it should be done um the structure propels faster than when an indie artist is just trying to make ends meet if i if you're an indie artist trying to make ends meet there's a lot more for you to do when you go to Maven, you see that, that they have departments. Those departments are going to work on one release. As opposed to you as an indie artist working on one release and you're filling all those departments by yourself. Now, when you see when you see when you see labels, when they have um, um, releases, they have planned months before. They have a plan months before the, the song is going to come out. They already know what they are doing on this day. They already know what they are doing on that day. So a label type of structure is always bound to be successful. And as an indie artist, I'd, I'm not looking for a label. I'm looking for a structure. Like I said, Don Jazzy is a structure. And that's why when you see when things are done in, in the order they are supposed to be done, the artist has it easier. The, the music, the music goes faster. It goes easier. It goes, it, it, it just flows because certain things have been put in place to propel this, uh, this, uh, this music faster than it would. And so therefore more revenue. If you see Odumodu and um, Native Records now, the way Odumodu moves as an indie artist, you know, Odumodu is rugged and dogged normally. He's always brute force. He's always, I must enter, I must enter. You understand? Now, if you back that kind of hunger with a structure, it becomes how you see a hip-hop record turning a number one record in Nigeria. That's what brings Great. about that. When you back up that hunger and that diligent work and that dedication with a structure, that's what you have. You have Udumodu Black and Native Records having the number one song multiple times. I think they've done it multiple times now. They did it with Picanto as well. They should have yes. done it. Yeah, they should have done it multiple times now. And you see people like um, Rema breaking uh, B-word records up and down. You know, first African artist, first Nigerian artist, first this, first that, first this, first that. You know, it's not really about having money. I'll tell you this every time. If you have money and you don't know what to do, your music is not going anywhere. That's just the truth about it. People think that, oh, the missing piece is money. Once you have money and you're you doing music, everything is going to go fine. That's a lie. Everything is not going to go fine. Because this label structure is often, um, how do I, is often overlooked or undermined, the structure of a label. I'm telling you about the YBNLs, the Mavens, you know, people that we know that are set up firm and strong. You see YBNL now collabing with Empire. Now, the, the Afrobeat to the world movement is going through there now. 
Ashake is doing Bigger great things. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. Ashake is doing great things. Everything is moving well. When you see Ashake before um, Empire and after Empire, you can easily tell the difference. Everything mm. is moving yeah, at, the, at a much faster pace now. And you can get returns yeah. on investment. But the thing that must not be must not be overlooked. You see Odumodo and Native Records. I always use Odumodo as an example because he has really fulfilled a lot of prophecies. Odumodo and Native Records is the perfect example because my guy, I'll tell I'll tell any artist, bro, if you are not hungry, if you know day your body, if you don't want it, there's no team any other person can do for you that will make it work out there is no label structure that 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 will, that will put you behind that will make it work out so on the label side you need to give them heavy props because it's not easy for a label to take an artist now and start building you from scratch from your branding to your 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 outlook your dressing um, your media training, how you speak, um, the things that you don't say online, the things that you should say online. They have to take you, brush you off from scratch, teach you a lot of things. These labels, they invest plenty money to get these results that we see. So as much as business is booming, a lot has been invested for the business to boom. So when you see artists like that, like you, you already know about the Maven Academy. So you know when they are unveiling somebody, it means this person has gone through a system, right? So it is always give and take. The, the label business that is so successful and they are making uh, a lot of money from today, it is because a lot of effort has been put into the artist and into the structure. So the label, the label side of things is something I would like to explore when I'm at a certain point in my career. Because that's that's uh, that's what I always tell people that ask me, oh, oh, don't, don't you want to sign to a label? Don't you want to sign to a label? I'm like, for now, um, me and my team, we're enough for now. Because for now, we're in our building stages of my career. We're building a catalog. We're building, you know, a vision. We're building something. And there was something that somebody told me he said if you give something that you've not completed to somebody to manage now they will manage what they know how to manage because they don't know what you've given them they will tell you to do what they know how to manage hmm. do you understand yeah. so i tell people for as far as the label i will explore that channel because like you said bro this business is booming on that side we can't lie but you see yeah, all these but... steps, all these steps that the label have to take, all these investments that the label have to make in these artists, A&R, artist development and all that. I want to be able to tick those boxes even before appearing in front of a label. Why? Because it increases my leverage to bargain with this certain body or this certain label. So... When I want to now go into the booming part of the business now, there are boxes that I want to tick for myself. So that when I reach there, if you see Ross, R-U-S-S, Ross, he's a rapper, he's an American rapper. Ross signed a deal with um, a major label for five years. But before Ross signed that deal, Ross had a catalog of over 300 plus songs. And that label was not entitled to any of those songs. That's how Ross prepared himself before he went to the booming side of business. And that's yeah. something that I would like to emulate for myself. I need to build myself to a point where 
when I now get there and I'm now talking to, okay, the people that make the business boom, when I'm now talking to them, they see that, oh, this guy is not at 0%, this guy is not at 5%, he's not at 10%. This guy has basically done 50% of the work for us, he's left for us to do our 50%. And that's the type of conversation I want to have. So the labor part, it will always boom because structure is one of the most important things in this industry. And when you jump structure with hunger, like my brother will say, um, what do you call it? Uh-huh. You you yeah. already know the saying. <laughs> you already know the saying. Yeah, that was what I was about to yeah, say. Opportunity, opportunity is when luck meets preparation or something before. like that. Yeah. Uh, luck is when opportunity meets preparation or something like that. My elder brother always says. So yes, the, the label side of things is booming, but you see when label and artists come together, nothing they happen, nothing they happen. Oh, but he assigned to a label now, things are supposed to happen. What's going on? It's like that Both because certain boxes have not been ticked. And you now you want yeah. to go to the booming side of the business, but you are not ready for that side of the business. You've not ticked those boxes. You've not you, do you understand me? You've not done certain things that you're supposed to do. So sometimes, if you can even be in front of a label and before you even start conversation, label don't tire for you because you can't even talk to in public. They know that they have mm. to start from ground zero. They know that they have to start from scratch with you. That's a whole lot of investment, bro. And that's why we, the, the, these labels, they invest heavily. Sometimes they lose, but sometimes the business booms. And when the business booms, it's just, it's just a result of the structure and the hunger, really. So good stuff. Now, now let's let's talk about uh, Lagos Daily Music Hostel. And let me know that you had a deal to attend to. Like you said, you have to be on the road. You have to do interviews. You have to do shows. So, um, let's just talk about you now. What is it like going outside, out there, uh, getting your music on stages and all of that? What's the Lagos Hostel like for a regular Nigerian? upcoming act and also what should we expect from you in the near future so you're working on stuff mm. i i have i have a very detailed project to explain to you for that other one okay. solid lagos hustle lagos okay Lagos. yes about about all the... of you five hundred thousand artists in lagos <laughs> everybody <laughs> trying, to, trying to survive about the lagos hustle um I I think the way me I see it, right? Everything that I do to me, it just comes as this is the basic requirements for this career path that you have chosen. I don't really see it as work. Sometimes it is stress, sometimes it is break body, but I don't really see it as stress. I don't really see it as work. I see it as this is the requirement. Me, I'm all about ticking boxes. I will just I will just tell myself. This is what you have to do. You have to be mailing. There was there was a, a particular release I was doing a rollout for. I was sure that I mailed at least 80% of the radios in Nigeria. I'm 100% sure that I mailed at least 80% of the radios. Those are things that I have to do actively daily, balancing it with creating content, editing, doing this one, doing that one. And as far as shows to Basically, my email is always my email is always active. I'm always looking for opportunities. I'm always looking for this. I'm always looking for that. Whenever there's a show, oh, there's this show, there's this show this weekend. How far? Which one will we go? Which one will we head? 
let's show face. Even if I'm not performing or nothing, let's just show face. Make we attend. Let's see how we can link this person. Let's see how we go meet this person. Oh, ah, Magneto saying they shoot tomorrow. Mo go meet them. You know, you have to be walking up and down, up and down, up and down. Because like um, one of uh, my uncle was telling me that to run a label, the first thing you should consider for the artist is a car. Because that, that artist must be up and down. At every point in time, you must be up and down. You can't stay inside because nothing happens inside your house. You have to be ready to move. At every point in time, you have to be ready to move. Even if now 12 o'clock for nine to ah, they say this person day here, or they say this person they shoot video here, they say this person they do this one here. You have to be there. And in Lagos, if you do yourself, everybody go work and leave you. That's just the truth. The, the way they do swagbe, swagbe, people will just be going, they will just go. You see that you, you are together with them, but they are moving a different way, they are moving a different pace than you. That's what happens if you, if you come to Lagos and you say, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, big artist you'll be and you want to chill and you want to, no, 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 no. That's for made people. Now, made people like them, Bonak, is Daniel, now those ones, now they sit down house. Then they call them out. We, as a young upcoming artist in Nigeria, you don't have space to breathe. Every single day, every single day when I wake up, I open my laptop. How I feel they make people perceive this thing. How I feel they make people watch this video. How I feel they make people do this thing. You see that content that you found me through. I started yeah. making that content because of my music release. I wanted people to come to my page. And I didn't want them to know that I was dragging them to my page because I want them to come and hear a song. Because they will not come. Do you understand? <laughs> so, all those things are things that you have to actively do every day. Every day, you guys, they do something. Every day. Even if you send only one email. No, nothing's poor. It's not bad. But every day in Lagos, you have to do something different from yesterday. You guys, they change the dynamics. If not, Lagos will swallow you very quickly. Lagos will swallow you because even with the hard work that people work hard for this thing, some people don't even see the result that measures up to the stress. And they are still going at it. Talk less of you when one comes to that house and wait for what? It, it, it doesn't happen like that because the, the way our industry works, it is time sensitive. If you work in this industry, you know that our industry is very, very time sensitive. So the time that you're using to sit around and do this one and do that one, you could have met somebody, even if it's to waka go the baba on your streets, give him your song. Ah, baba, blast this one. Ah, where you for the cut your hair? Ah, baba, blast my song. You know, anybody around you, put your music out there, move, walk, do anything. Anything will go make person turn head come your way. Anything that will make somebody ask you questions. Ah, you, you do music. Anything, you have to actively do it every day. Unless Lagos and this industry go swallow you and nobody will, nobody will remember you because everybody is busy. Lagos is busy. The city that never sleeps. 1 a.m., 2 a.m., you see people, they wake up, they come on house, they walk out. Waka just starts. So, as an Indian as an, as an Indi artist in Lagos, the lifestyle is fast, always on road. You must always be ready to be on the road. It's not easy at all. You have to balance so many things. You have to balance so many things, and you can't just be you can't just be slacking, bro. 
That's just basically it. Yeah. You have to do now, something every what, day. What are working on now? Um, right now, this song that I'm teasing on my page and trying to get people to pre-save, this song is the beginning of a a project with a with a soundscape that taps into my female audience more, and it's projected to um to drop finally just before Valentine, just before February fourteenth. It's going to contain um four songs, but the songs are going to be um how do I put it? It's going to be inclined towards my female audience because I want to tap into that audience. And I want to create like an earworm with this first song, an earworm that they will keep repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating, you know. I have plans to tweak the music. Like for TikTok now, I have plans to give the music to TikTok exactly the way consumers consume music on TikTok. So there's a whole lot of delicate ones and twos that I'm trying to do with this project. And I, I plan to push the, the singles that will come off the project. I plan to push each of them for two months. So by the time the project is dropping, two songs from the project will already be out. And then the project will drop with four songs just before Valentine. And then we'll now use Valentine to propel the PR and the conversation around the project. We we'll use everything as, you know, season of love and everything. That's the plan that we have, and that's what we're, we're focused on right now. Strategy, man. I wish you all the best. And of course, we hard work and the talent from one person to two people, 100, 1,000. Uh, yo, I appreciate you so much. I really, really connect with you intellectually and musically, too, uh, and I respect your work. So, I'm going to ask now to wrap up this podcast tries to acknowledge people who are doing individually without the government. But I want to ask stakeholders around the music industry. So it might be the government on one side, it might be private sector, it might be the community. What do you think other stakeholders around can do to help the community, to help the ecosystem, I should say, especially governments? Maybe governments should stay away from it, or is there something you think they can do? um i think i think there there are a lot of things you see there are a lot of things the government can do but do i think they should stay away from it i am very skeptical about that one because we know how these things go you start something good and then with time it deteriorates because of poor management and all of that but you know one thing i would like the government to touch if they want to help us in this industry they should invest in studios, studios like Universal Studio Standard Quality. They should invest in that. They should invest in schools. Now, applied education. You remember you said something like that in the beginning of this conversation? Yes, yes. Applied education. The government should focus on applied education. We should focus on how to utilize skills that people possess instead of forcing them through a system that works for some people not all let us open other avenues for people to learn education is about learning it's not about going to school and reading book it's about learning that's what education is about i feel like we need a relearning as a people 
We need institutions where they should teach people these things from young. I want to see young cinematographers, young audio engineers, young people that know what they are doing. Most of the people you see doing music today, bro, we learned everything off YouTube. Nobody taught us nothing. We learned everything step by step from YouTube. We need to invest more in that applied education. We need the government needs to sit down, make a plan on how they can really impact this industry from the ground root, from mindset, from thinking, from young, not from trying to teach people that are already grown in, in other um, departments or in other um, disciplines or stuff like that, or in things that they are not even interested in per se creativity needs to it needs to be inborn in us as a people we need to see it as a way of life as a source of uh, uh, livelihood as a means of earning as a means of living the way we see a doctor we should see a film director like that in this country we don't see the except you are a successful film director in this country you don't command respect they don't think you have a job they don't think you have a career they call you video cameraman that's what they call you. They call you a cameraman. And those things come from ideology. It comes from the ground roots. People need to be grounded from the early stages, from their mindset, from their ideology. They need to look at these things. See, it needs a whole different PR. That's what it needs in our minds. So yeah. the governments can help us heavily in investing in schools, in uh, education, in applied education. A little bit. Don't you think it's better to trust the private sector than the government? Since, like you said, you have built yourself from YouTube and applied knowledge all these years, and governments can't really help except trust private sector so that governments will allow private sector to make that money without necessary um, hardships and all that. The, pri the private, you know, why I would opt for government? I feel like the private sector is only as limited as the investor in plain simple terms i feel like the government has more financial capabilities but as far as management obviously the private sector will do an amazing job better than what the government will have to offer but as far as financial cap that is why i feel like the government should not be you know thrown out of the conversation and they can reach a larger number of people across local yes you you get my point but at the same time ideally for nigeria the private sector is obviously the way to go i understand you yo i appreciate you my man before we go let's go back to that first and the song um i forgot favors Roll um Odumodu morphine in at on favors. Everybody everybody their own. It seems like we're back to talking talking about your and it's like if he's a cheat code. He's a cheat code with features now. So when you put him yes, on the so. song, that unique style, even if the verse is not all that, the unique style will steal this will steal the attention. It's very groundbreaking. Like it's crazy. Look at the song with Adekunle Gold. The verse is not all that, respectfully, but of course, he's going to... I, I go to that song because of Odumodu. Look at the Declarai mm. song. I mean, it's just interesting to see how things are moving. Um, talk to me about the guys that you work with. Um, I know you have you have a song with Psycho YP. He's also a very hard worker. He has come a long way. Mm. Um, uh, artists like... I found that you also made a song. With, I don't know if you... 
Nokid Mali, um, SK Abuja Circle. Yes, Tell I know them. People who are closest in your circle, who are your favorite people to work with generally? Um, me, I enjoyed working with YP because it's very peaceful. You go see YP, not chill guy. Those he doesn't yeah. stress much. So, um. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed working with YP. Odumodu Black, that one, that was my family member. <laughs> that one, that one Delta. was, it was, it was smooth. Hey, Odumodu is a Delta boy, yes. That one was, it was smooth. But funny enough, you know, um, the three of us recorded our verses in three different places, three different states even. I was in Lagos, Odumo was in Abuja, Muffin was in Yola. He went back home to see his mom. As yeah, far as collaboration, I, 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 I thought about the video. The video was shot. In- okay, the video was shot in Lagos. We let we, we later shot the video like the next. I I think we recorded it. I think we recorded that song. Okay, it was twenty twenty two beginning or so. But I know we shot the video like six months after. Okay, actually, what had happened was he was about to drop a picanto, um, video, and he told us to hold. He was telling us to hold, hold that uh, something big is about to happen. So let's hold on to the video. Let's not put it out yet until Picanto dropped. And then he, he said, okay, green light, let's go. Yeah, so... We are going to make it was About the collaboration. I was talking about the collaborations. Um, I have a couple uh, a couple collaborations that I have in mind to knock out the way. Um, I have a song that needs black bones. I have a song that needs... <laughs> um Belash mother i have a song that needs um ajebo hustlers so i have very diverse soundscapes bro and i think my favorite person that i'm looking forward to working with is black bones because emekan are just christmas <laughs> so that would be i i think black bones would be my favorite person to work with because of how witty and how creative and intelligent he is. I think that the rollout will be one of my easiest yeah. rollouts ever. Yeah. So that's that's as far as God, God's word. that's as far as collaborations. But my dream collaboration ever will be Bonner Boy. Oh, amazing! Hopefully, it happens too. Hopefully, it happens. By God's Yo, grace. Congratulations on what's already here, <laughs> and of course, success is a. So every day is a success. Uh, I wish you all the best one more time. Inat, mm. thank you for speaking to us on the DTG podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Um, thank you for the platform once again. I really appreciate Um Despite the government, it's very important. These are the type of platforms I've been, I was telling you in our conversation that are important to the industry and we must have more and more of these. Documenting the lives of artists, documenting the lives of creatives, in africa you know as the new investments are coming in we need platforms like this to amplify stories about the music and about the culture so thank you very much for the platform i really appreciate you're most welcome you're most welcome thank you all the best <laughs>